very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Run Through, the figure skating podcast where we will run through all the things that made us kiss, made us cry, and made us wonder, why'd you pick that music? I am one of your hosts, Ashley Wagner, and I am joined by the one, the only, Adam Rapon. Adam, take it away. Yes, I'm one of your other hosts, and with us, as <laughs> always, is our producer, not Olympic champion, Sarah Hughes, and she's here to make sure that we get our facts straight, and later in the show, Sarah's also going to lead us in our final segment, Fierce or Fletz. She's famous for it at this point. Famous for something. I'm trying to get famous for something. I think this is the platform. If it's platform flutzing, so be it. Get. This is your platform I mean, to get famous. Yeah, Ashley famous got for famous flutzing. for flutzing. We're making <laughs> that joke at the same time. Yeah. I made a career off of flutzing. So you yeah. know what? That that coin can take you far. So Yeah, it can be I would done. Say, yeah. Absolutely. It really can be done. And sometimes people try to they try to tell you repeatedly throughout your career that it shouldn't be done, but then you continue <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's just like a really heavy stress on balance in figure skating and like outside and inside edges Mm -hmm. should both be present in a program. And I said, "Mm." I don't know about. Yeah, Yeah, you said, I don't know about that. I think maybe maybe we don't need all of these outside ones inside, just inside and crossovers. I think crossovers are are good balance because it does use both feet, which is balance. <laughs> I I loved two footed skating. Yeah, that's um, balance. We have a great episode in store for you all today. We are going to be going over a couple of program announcements. We've had a few rolling in. Uh, why don't we just get started with that right away? So. I think the most notable one that I am really excited for, Luna Hendricks announced both of her programs so far for this season. So her short program is I'm going to I'm going to mess this first part up. I'm Ninalu, Ninalu. Yeah, slash I like living that. for love. Yeah. Slash living for love which is a Madonna song. Mm-hmm. And then for her free skate, it's going to be the Break My Soul Vogue remix, the Madonna Beyonce situation. So we have two two Madonna programs in one season. How did we get so lucky? Yeah, I'm really excited about this because to me, it makes me feel like there's some sort of continued theme, right? Like why else would you choose one artist for two programs? I feel like there's a theme There's more, there's something Luna's not telling us. There's a colonial woman on the wing of the plane. There's something (laughs) they're not telling us. Wait, did you, have you seen that video on Twitter of the woman on the plane like a month ago, not even, who's like, oh yeah, he's not real. He's like yelling. (laughs) He's not, you've not seen this? You haven't, oh, it's, well, no, and I'm a nervous fly. Rat, like I'm us. a 
nervous flyer too. So no, I've they're like still no. on the ground. She's like yeah. choosing to get off the plane, like and pointing back, saying he's not real. And you're, I like, would not follow sure her. She's talking about. I would follow her if someone's getting <laughs> off the plane willingly. I'm like, they know something I don't know. I'm, I'm off. I know it is scary because she says it, and she goes, "They that they are not real." And it and the camera, like the phone recording, turns back, <laughs> and everyone looks back, and that w- whatever she was talking about, and she's they're right. All cardboard cutouts. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Skate America from the pandemic. Yeah. There's the Geico. Yes. The the Geico. Gecko. It's all just geckos. Like it's just a plane of geckos and she's getting off. Oh my God. Yeah. I'd be following her in a heartbeat. Um, I, okay. I think that when you do two programs of the same artist, uh-huh. you're right. You see this early on and you're like, oh, they have a surprise in store for me. Uh, I don't know if that's the case here. Mm-hmm. I think I have a feeling that this just happened because <laughs> my how my, how does like, it just happen? It because it, because it does. I I get the feeling, and and Sarah and I were talking about this. I really love Luna skating. I think that what she's bringing into skating right now is so fierce and sexy, and I think that she's taking up space that we're not seeing a lot of other athletes in the women's event kind of bringing to the table so I think it's really exciting that being said I feel like she's the like the sexy skater right Mm -hmm. and so who who's the sexy musician that you're going to be skating to that's kind of what I feel like I feel like she's like this is my brand this is my theme I need to skate to like sexy fun upbeat music and so yeah. I'm going to skate to two Madonna programs. And that's kind of what I feel like this is. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I don't. How much carryover of a theme can you have with Madonna? I mean. Like when Dennis tended, what was it? The artist? Yes, he did the artist. Right. That's a story. I mean, I think Madonna has a story. And I don't know if we've ever it. taken the chance the to, to hear her Madonna. out. Well, recently the story is she's out of the hospital. So happy to hear that. I didn't know she was in the hospital. So you didn't. Oh my god! Wild, right? What is going on? Ashley's been in the woods for a month. Yeah, I have. So, oh wait, Ashley, wait. How was your time in the woods? Pause from programs. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was so good. Uh, I went out to Washington State to visit my family it was great i got to hang out my my father decided to procreate at the age of 60 so i have uh two younger brothers um and i did have to have like a pull aside moment with him being like you need to control your children because they're stressing me out and making me afraid to be a mom and his his takeaway from that was like oh you're afraid to be a mom i'm like no actually i'm not but your kids are stressing me out they're just like two wild boys that like live in the woods and um after that conversation trip 10 out of 10 great time so fun happy to be back from the woods though um, there was also something I wanted to bring up, and it was um, you posted an Instagram story about you were traveling, doing a skate and sculpt, mm-hmm. and you said that it's getting harder and harder for you to tie your own skates to get over your oh, own belly, which is a constant reminder for me that you are having a child. I am with child. Uh, I just went in to get an ultrasound and... This child of mine, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but 
whoever they are, they're sitting in the 87th percentile as far as size goes, which I feel like is actually like really rude. Like they didn't. It is. I didn't want to say that to the unborn, but yeah, that's rude. Like you're starting off this journey together, already deciding for yourself that you're going to like be a big kid. And for me, I'm like, all right, if you're going to go that route, like why not be the best? Why, why not, not be, be the 100? biggest kid? Why not be the biggest? <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm getting to the point now where like my belly is in the way when I'm putting on my skates. I got on the ice for the first time in a month and mm-hmm. was like, whoa, I'm I'm top heavy. I'm different. I was doing rockers and had to do them on two feet because I was, well, I mean, and I've way also, to do anything. I've always <laughs> yeah, what's done the them kind of. I'm thinking, okay, I mean, it's like when <laughs> see, you competed. now instead of like hiding it, I'm like, no, I'm going to do a two-footed I'm rocker. I'm flaunting it. <laughs> exactly. So it's just, it's a wild, wild ride. Um, Were you a big really baby? Cool. This has nothing to do with skating anymore, but it will, it'll get back there. I remember. Yeah, apparently I was huge. Were you? I was eight pounds, eight ounces, so pretty big. Oh, I was eight pounds, one ounce. I was so. talking with Alex, and he was like nine pounds. Nine? That's like a like a prize-winning pumpkin. You would see that at like the Alaska <laughs> fair. State Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a deep-fried pumpkin. Like, that's yeah. nine pounds. Yeah. So... I have a lot on my mind these days, you guys, and it's mostly just related to watermelons. But um, besides that, all is well. You're in Finland. This is also, for anyone listening, I'm really impressed that we were able to find a time slot for this podcast because we are all over the place. We are all over the place. So you're in Finland right now at the cottage yes. with JP. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm How's that going? Oh, it's great. The The Finnish cottage life is gorgeous Finland in the summer is like one of the most beautiful places ever and like um you know it doesn't rain a lot in LA and it rains here often but it's also really sunny so it's like very I don't know I love it and the cottage we have big windows so just I'm feeling very natural and very nature you're in the land of Kira Corpi and Lara Lapisto right I am and I'm expecting for them to just kind of kind of maybe just show up at a moment's yeah, notice saunter out of the woods at some point mm-hmm. with bear with yeah. a basket of berries that's one thing that you can walk into the woods and just start picking things up off the ground and eating them which is oh surreal can't do that here our next no, podcast is gonna be like here. we have a very sad announcement <laughs> to make. adam, adam has eaten himself. poisonous berries <laughs> wait have you, oh any of you guys gosh. ever had a gooseberry before I think so. They're really good. They look like um, really veiny grapes. Oh, like God, muscled that out grapes. So unappealing. Well, sorry if muscles scare you. You have a baby <laughs> who's in the eighty seventh percentile. I thought maybe yeah, a get muscly used to grape. It. Yeah, get get used to some muscly, <laughs> muscly stuff. Oh, um, and Sarah, you're currently sitting in the world's most famous sunglass hut. That's true yeah. in Pasadena, California, <laughs> which is my. I'm in house. Adam's. I'm in Adam's house, um, <laughs> and he has in his office a display of his sunglasses. And one of my coworkers this week told me it looked like I was in a sunglass hut, which was mortifying. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, while Adam is looking for berries in the woods, somebody needs to 
make sure Tony doesn't eat any berries in California. Exactly. And I don't so, want those berries for no. sure. Here I am. I think that segues kind of perfectly into um, Jason Rika Brown. Kahira. Right. Wait. Oh, wait. Let's go to Jason. We'll do Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is the perfect sunglass hut and Jason Brown. We go right there. Um, okay. So Jason has, as far as we know, only announced his short program to Adios by Benjamin Clementine. I don't mm. know this song. Um, I hope it's not saying anything to us, though. I hope it's just good vibes and good music. Yeah, I, I hope it's just kind of like Adios, just going. like in the royal sense. Right. Adios, bad vibes. Yeah. Adios, haters saying that you can't just show up to like two competitions a year. Are there people saying that about Jason? I feel like they're I feel better. Like everyone's be. pretty much on board for him doing it. Everyone's like USFSA should pay him to do this. Which <laughs> I, I when, agree. when you say everyone, it's probably me. <laughs> I've been saying that. <laughs> I agree. Though. I mean, I okay. I'm. This is a hot take. I do kind of agree. When you have a skater like Jason, there should be some sort of like. I think Jason should be on a payroll. Is that fair? I agree Pay with him. the yeah. statement. I think that like it's good for all of the skaters for developmentally to have somebody like that. I think should we I agree. Like I should I'm not being him? I'm not joking. I do think he should get paid. I mean, he I think he is getting paid because he is booked and busy. I'm so happy for him. I think that the way he's approaching his skating career in this chapter of life is so good for him. He gets to mm -hmm. perform in the shows, which I think is great for figure skating fans and great for him. And then he gets to compete at the events that he wants to compete in. He's always been really good at showing up trained and prepared. And I think he is allowing us to really keep on making an argument that artistry in the men's event needs to be valued. Yeah. Agree. Amen. <laughs> and that's that. Amen. Adios. Adios. <laughs> yeah, but I think, uh, again, it's going to be a great... Like, Roheen is doing this one, which they... Uh, Roheen does all of Jason's programs, usually always, except sometimes when David Wilson does one. I think he... Or when Roheen Jason consistent, does Roheen consistently does the short programs. Yeah. yeah. I think right. he usually... Yeah, David or somebody else will do the longs, usually. Yeah. I really loved his short program last year. I thought it was so good. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I think this one, from the clip, this one feels like it's going to be really good. And when I say Great. the clip, I mean the clip that I saw on Instagram. So if you saw it, then that's the clip I'm talking about. The exclusive. <laughs> the only clip that's been publicly released. Um, so Rika Kahira is going to be skating to Titanic for her free skate. I think this is going to be a redo for her. She's keeping a program from last year, I believe. Yeah, but I don't, we didn't see it a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. So, and Titanic is kind of back you know, in the news freshly, again. Freshly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> freshly talked that's about. really true. Yeah. Huh. Maybe she'll be doing some like sub submersible right is she gonna be the submarine off. oh yikes 
<laughs> maybe not. I think maybe she'll be maybe. sticking to the theme of the movie. The classic. The yeah. classic. It's probably for be, the best. Yeah, I think she'll probably be sticking the to the classic disaster of Titanic and not the right, more recent. Right, instead of the modern disaster of Titanic. No, right. but, but to be fair, if she were Russian, she would be doing a submersible program uh, immediately in the aftermath. No, 100. Oh, no, and would like the costume would be like a polo that said like see see whatever what is what's the company ocean gate ocean, ocean gate. gate yeah it would yeah. be like a p- ocean gate polo like that's what the costume or would. a cutout of a uh, submersible yeah which by the way russian skaters if you're listening this is a free idea yeah <laughs> you'll still do quads it'll just you'll have to get around the cardboard yeah no yeah. it is a it is a free idea it is a an idea <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of free. like when um, <laughs> it's kind of like when Zakitova was wearing the like traditional ballet tutu, mm-hmm. and for me, if some designer was like, "You must wear this tutu," I'd be like, "All that crinoline, like, I-, I couldn't, I couldn't rotate." And she said, "Not only am I gonna rotate, I'm gonna rotate all of my jumps in the second half of the program." So if, you know if any I, skater is going to be able to do it, it's a Russian skater. I, I, um, I urge everyone to the the best tutu I've ever seen on a skating costume, um, is Jenny Kirk skated in a tutu. I think in the two thousand two thousand one season, she skated to the Nutcracker, and it was like the appropriate. It was a little bit smaller than Zagitova's because Zagitova's tutu looks a little like like. It looks boned, doesn't it? Like it's it's very it's tradition. Out. It's like an actual. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's real. It's yeah, it has like a structure to it. Yes. Yeah, she got it at like balletusa.com. Probably oh. not. Yeah, she probably got it <laughs> at maybe dot ru. I don't know if she was going to balletusa. Balletru.ru. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find this costume and I can't find it. The oh. Jenny Kirk one? Yeah. I'll find it. I'll find it very quickly. Um, I'm sure you will. What's, uh, so, um, yeah, I do love it. I can even picture it right now. It was like from a Trophy Lalique where I think she skated clean and Maria Buterskaya didn't, but like she also was a lot slower than Maria Buterskaya. And Maria was always like, I'm a woman and she's a girl. And we were like, yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) We know you're 28 years old and Jenny is 15. We do understand (laughs) that you are a woman. We we get that. (laughs) Um, Okay. What about my Mihara? So her short program is to love you more, a Celine Dion program, which Mm -hmm. I'm always here for a little bit of Celine on the ice. I feel like. For short programs, it's big music, which I just, I can't listen to another women's slow, boring short program. So at least this is like contemporary. It's bringing a little bit of excitement. It's a good change of pace for my Yeah, because she's super classical. Yeah. And it's nice to see her kind of pushing outside of that traditional 
yeah. skating that we see from her. Yeah, I really like this idea for her because it feels like it could be a really comfortable idea, but it does push her out of that really classical kind of soft music that yeah. we're accustomed to seeing her with. And this brings her more into like the pop music, which I think that but she's going like to do adjacent. really well to this. Yeah, it's totally adjacent Brown. But it's a it's a Jason Brown. I love that. Um, the <laughs> I think one she thing said adjacent. <laughs> she did. <laughs> the one thing I do think with my that people have to that she has to be really careful of is music will eat her up if she doesn't skate up to the music. Like if you put Celine Dion out on like that, those big speakers and big ice, it's big music. You have to skate up to that music. Otherwise, you're just going to look like you're getting swallowed whole. So I'm curious to see how that goes for her. But I mean, I'm assuming this is uh, this is a Jeff program. Jeff Buttle. Uh, I think so. I think so. I think it's a Jeff Buttle program. And I think he does a really good job at just like preparing his skaters to skate to the music the way that God and Celine intended. So <laughs> yeah, no, he program. does. Jeff is. Like, he is the best. Uh, he, he really Calorie does announced do her what free God skate. intends. Um, <laughs> Calorie announced her free skate. Uh, Sarah, would you like to take this one away? I After discussing this with you yesterday, I, I would love for you to announce what Calorie's skating to. Um, I, okay, uh, to be fair, I've only seen this in a tweet, which is probably where most people have seen it, where it just, it doesn't give artists, but it just says, wild is the wind, which I don't know what that song is, slash feeling good. Mm-hmm. And if it's the feeling good that I think I know. I think you're going to feel bad. I, I already feel Buble. bad. I already feel bad. Um, wild is the wind. I think her wind. taste is getting worse. Well, I'm just going to say it. Okay. So Wild is the Wind, I think, is a Nina Simone song, which is oh. very, like, sexy, very sultry. It's it's a cool, it's an interesting song to take on. I'm really excited to see what that looks like. The Fair Feeling enough. Good. Agreed. I think that there are other songs that might make me feel better. It's just, like... What, what's happening? Why? I'm just playing. I'm just p- playing. Wild is the wind. Oh, we can't hear it. Oh, well. <laughs> it's um, it's a Nina Simone song. Adam was correct. <laughs> no, I just like if you just need like a jazzy, whatever male voice to mix in to your like Nina Simone song, I can appreciate that. I just don't know why that's the only song we ever use. Well, and why I'm he's only well, but Sim- Nina Simone does yeah, feeling Nina good. Simone I'm assuming does that this good. is Nina versus Nina. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. I honestly don't like that better. No, I there don't. is a, a Nina. Simone, I just am, I don't care like, about that song. Remix it's been done so many times I by pair teams, by everyone, Canadian men, Canadian men. Well. Period. <laughs> done. You Podcast know, over. <laughs> I think that if anyone is going to make a like jazzy sultry program worth watching, it is going to be Calorie. I do agree that the second you put feeling good onto the ice, no matter who's singing it, it's pedestrian. 
Uh, yeah, I'm so... not saying she can't make it work. Kaori's amazing. I'm not saying yeah. she can't make it work. I just wish that this is like. I just feel like when you're a two-time world champion, you can do anything you want. Right. And I yeah. wish that this isn't what she wanted. <laughs> right. No, I Wait, I, totally I want to know what your what is your other issue of taste? I just I think this is like very basic. But where you're saying that it's getting worse, are you just saying that this year in particular or did you not like something last year? I wasn't crazy about the woman program that she did at the Olympics. I guess okay. last year I did like a lot. So Yeah. So it's up and down for me. She's a hit and miss for me too. Yeah. But I like when you're the woman she can pull off fast. She can yeah. pull off anything. Yeah, so ultimately true. it doesn't matter. But it's yeah, like her programs are not always my favorite. Yeah, because yeah. she can like, pull off anything. It becomes mm-hmm. like what do I want to watch yeah. her This is about to. me. No, it's yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. This isn't about Cowrie, who we love. Right. Who um she can do whatever she wants. I think this is a really good time to bring up that we have our first, I think, nineties rhythm dance announcement. Eighties yeah. rhythm dance announcement. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get dis I'd I'd get disqualified <laughs> skating to nineties music. I guess that would make sense. <laughs> Ashley, take it away. Will they wait, if something is like ninety one? Mm-hmm. Will they get in trouble for that? I don't think so. I, like normally, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't want to pretend that I've read every single rule word for word. But usually, the way it works with these themes is that it you can make something work. Like for like, remember like for Latin, like like Gabby and Guillaume were doing John Legend, like it. Or like that was Ed like Sheeran, a beat right? Like that's yeah. Where so like... it's like it ends up being that as long as you can kind of conceptually make it work, I think it's fine. But I don't know if they've written in a rule that it has to be a song that was released in the eighties. I think we're going to see a lot of eighties. I think, 90s but I think my flub. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we have Isabel Flores and Ivan Desiatov who announced their rhythm dance to. Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. Right, which does scare um, me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. It scares me a lot. That's a, I that's think a bold Ava statement. I think and Logan by announced their program like last night. I feel like I saw it after we did oh. this document. But now, Do I'm, you for- remember now I'm forgetting what, what they... I'll find it. Discuss Pour Some Sugar on Me and I'll find it. I well, just I think that 80s become a question of taste so fast. Like I think with pour some sugar on me just I'm, the way right. that 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 we have to say it sounds so crazy. <laughs> it sounds so cuckoo nuts. Pour some sugar on me. Just that well, sentence. I, <laughs> it sounds so insane. I just also think that it's like kind of become the like uh, gag of like gross cheesy strip clubs that they all play pour some sugar on me. And Mm -hmm. so I think automatically it's kind of like an uphill battle for me to watch it and be like, yes, this stunning. Not necessarily. If she goes full stripper, I'm in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which is like, if I don't see. 
If I don't see nipple tassels by the end, <laughs> I'm rioting. If she's committed. If I don't see them on the warm up, I'm out. <laughs> I'm tapping out. No, that none of this is appropriate conversation. I think also it's like this is stripper music and there's nothing wrong with that. No, Hard what stop. I'm saying is lean she, into what the music is, is. Do you know what I mean? Isn't like, she like 16? I have no idea. I don't know. See, this is where figure skating loves to like bend the reality of appropriate partnership relationships. I mean, they and chose like the that. music, not us. I know. <laughs> I you know what? Yeah, figure off. skating didn't choose this song for them. <laughs> <laughs> the gods. <laughs> they got a letter in the mail. <laughs> Torval and Dean just appeared at their doorstep and said, you shall skate to pour some sugar on me. <laughs> but you're um, right. Ava this and is... Logan are doing um, My Prerogative by Bobby Brown and Walk This Way. Um, okay. That's okay. fun. Which is originally by Aerosmith, but it says they're doing a version that Run DMC is also part of. So it'll okay. be I'm Okay, now I'm more fun. invested. Now I'm more invested. I didn't want to hear Aerosmith, but no, yeah. now... <laughs> I think Aerosmith I I is still technically involved because they wrote so- the song and originally yeah. recorded it. But I think it's that sounds like a fun program. That does that sound like fun. a fun program. Yeah. Was was 80s? Oh, it was, it was right R&B before 90s. During... So t- <laughs> <laughs> it was right before 90s. Mm-hmm. Go on. Oh, I'm just trying to think of the year of the olympics and what they were skating to then but. it was so like 92 you mean like the 80 olympics like in the 80s no 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 i was just trying to think of like the last rhythm dance that we were watching in beijing oh what it was, was the theme? Um, that was latin no that was wait what were they doing Finsta? that was that feels like doesn't that feel it was like Finsta. 10 years ago step it does it does feel like an eternity ago it does um speaking of an eternity it is taking us an eternity to get through these programs so really quickly i do just want to run through well okay uh dennis vasiliev announced his short program to hallelujah another one um and then mateo rizzo by dj khalid the hallelujah version another (laughs) one go on another one um mateo rizzo short program Dernier dance, and then it also, I think I made a typo, and his free skate is to fix you. That's true. Um, that is true. And Luca okay. Linote is doing the short, or the oh, long, fun. and um, Massimo did his short. Great. Okay, we are going to get into our mailbag. We have had a plethora of questions come in over the last few months. We pulled just some of our faves so first things first we did have someone sarah did you write down the actual questions for these um i didn't so i can just i'm just gonna rephrase um okay but yeah this one is um somebody asked about our intro to Mm -hmm. the podcast Mm -hmm. our dick button intro um, and asked if uh, how it came to be the intro and are those real dick button quotes? Um, They're AI. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, deep fake quotes. Yeah. So the first quote where he's saying 
um, triple toe, double toe with an, a fall, which was unnecessary and uncalled for, was actually about Michelle Kwan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is um, just mind-blowing that anyone would ever be like, this is unnecessary and uncalled for, and it's Michelle Kwan. I mean, but wait, holding Michelle to a high standard. Everybody like, would oh. remember this because 1997 Nationals, Don't Michelle skating in Rydell's, which she didn't want to do. And she does a triple toe, double toe. She steps forward and then just falls. She landed it, but she just falls yeah, stepping she, forward. She did. It was she sort of like it. It is. She, she sort of just like sits down after. But the it's double not toe. because of the Rydells. Well, maybe it was. It it wasn't not because of them. People love Rydells. Listen, if, but if there's Michelle a Rydell rep SP Terry girl, this. she was an SP Terry girl. We all knew oh, that. Wow. I knew that. I the, didn't know that. Well, okay, learned, and then the I learned second, so much in this podcast. Go I'm ahead. learning a lot about Adam. <laughs> I think more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the second quote where he says, "I'm not in favor of counting points," um, I'm paraphrasing, is from the Sochi Olympics mm-hmm. when Yuzuru Hanyu broke a hundred points in the short program. And I think he was it, what this wasn't on a figure skating broadcast, like some news program brought Dick on as an analyst to talk about, mm. you know, Yuzuru Hanyu broke this record. Um, <laughs> and Dick is just like waxing poetic about how he's not in favor of counting points, <laughs> um, you know, because he just doesn't believe in that for the art form, you know. Yeah. And like, so that's that. And then the last one where him and Terry are talking and he Terry says, does it work for you? And Dick says, no, is about, <laughs> is a dance team. It's Angelika Krilova and Oleg <gasps> Ovsianikov. Oh, I think something like that. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what event they were at. Adam told me it was the 97-98 season. Mm-hmm. Um, they skated to Carmen. Yeah, so you know what? That's a perfect segue because <laughs> let me tell you about the music in this intro. <clears throat> <laughs> oh wait, this is an amazing story <laughs> for you. Um, for me, yes. So, so we we discuss this intro. We're kind of like conceptually thinking like that would be like this would be funny if we could like put some funny announcer calls in here, um, and then we can set it to like some warhorse type traditional music that you might hear in skating, right? Mm-hmm. And Adam's like, oh, I have exactly the piece of music I know that I want from <laughs> Carmen. And so I'm like, okay, just like send it to me and I'll edit it together, right? So he, f- first of all, forgets to send it to me. I remind him. He sends me a screenshot of a YouTube video, okay? A <laughs> screenshot of a YouTube video. So it's like, and it's a girl like dancing on a stage and the title of the YouTube video doesn't lend itself to help me very much. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a link and I can't, so I can't hear what it is. So I have to go find <laughs> this YouTube video. So I listen to the song and then I go to the Carmen suite and I listen to like, you know, the the most like the key songs in Carmen that mm-hmm. I'm like, this is probably going to be from one of these main tracks. Right. And I don't hear it. No. And so I'm like, OK, it's from something else. So I listen to all of Carmen 
the entire opera. I listened <laughs> to the whole thing, and I did not find the music that matched this YouTube How video. How long is it, like, top to tail? Is oh, like, like four three, hours? four hours, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I probably didn't take four hours, but I was, like, skipping through each mm-hmm. track, like, listening for what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But it's, I spent at least an hour doing this. And also, I did, like, use Shazam on that YouTube video he sent me. That Well, he didn't send me the YouTube video. He sent me a I screenshot. I sent you a screenshot. Yes, no link. <laughs> but Shazam couldn't find the song. And so I'm, like, listening, listening, listening to Carmen. And then eventually, like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at the YouTube comments. I'm going to look at the comments on this video and see if they give me a clue. (laughs) And I see a comment that mentions Don Quixote. And I'm like, this motherfucker. Sent me to the wrong motherfucking ballet. ballet. So oh, yeah. it was re- really easy to find once I went to Don Quixote, and that <laughs> is the music that we used. But I listened to all of Carmen in the process, and, I, and that's how I, the intro came to be. Like and to you're think a better of woman it, because of it. Yeah, I like to yeah, think of it as an true. educational journey that I took you on. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, was, it was a journey of some kind. Yeah. So. You will encounter these riddles three. <laughs> <laughs> See you in four hours. Literally imagine someone sending a screenshot of a YouTube video. I don't. Also, the entire time I had no idea this was going on because both of them knew not to ask me because I'd be like, yeah, it's Tosca. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of embarrassing because like I do pride myself on knowing my classical music and this seemed like such a no brainer. I do not know why. I sent you on that journey. But I'm glad that you made it. I'm glad that we made it. I'm glad we made it. I'm glad I didn't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that. I love that story. It's so fun. Okay, next mailbag topic, which is somebody was asking about um, your pre-competition rituals or superstitions. Adam, did you have any of note? Yeah, I had a f- not a few. I actually had one general superstition rule, and it was that I would constantly say I'm I don't believe in superstitions. And anytime like I would get to a rink <laughs> and like a lie. No, but wait, you know, like when you like <laughs> yeah, that get to- is a superstition that you have to say that over and over again. Well, <laughs> but wait till you figure out what I what I did which yeah I do know that that's a superstition thanks a lot um but what I did was Ashley did you ever like go to a competition and you sat in a spot in the locker room and you had a great practice and you're like now this is my spot yeah I'd move people I I'd I'd move bags (laughs) I would go out of my way to make sure that I would sit in a different spot in the locker room every time I went there and I'd make really where's the logic in that the logic was that like it was illogical to have a spot and I needed to prove to myself that like no one spot was lucky and that like no one place or not doing one thing was gonna like change anything so I'd make sure I put my guards on the boards different every time I'd put them underneath I'd hand them to the coach I'd and I'd my superstition was doing things completely different every single time so that if something happened where I couldn't put my things where I wanted to or 
you know, I couldn't sit in the locker room where I wanted to. I wouldn't think in the back of my head, this is an omen of tragedy. Listen, to anyone listening to this podcast, uh, as someone who trained with Adam for a long time, the hoops of fire Mm. that you would put yourself through mentally just to prove to yourself that you were so psychologically tough (laughs) was actually cumbersome and took way more time. Just like the logic, you would tell me things and be like, yeah, because of this, I'm like, actually, uh, I'm going to be so much better off because of it. And I'd Mm -hmm. be like, wait, what? What happened? What? (laughs) Just just move the person's shit and sit Uh, in the same spot every single day. Throw their things away. (laughs) The trash can. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that. I would like nudge it or I would literally just sit on top of it, like basically. Um, Okay, so for me... I had to find like a little crystal before oh, I skated. I forgot. And I ended up yeah. doing this for fun. This was a pleasure superstition for me. Oh, okay. I love that. That's so cute. So I, it would like get down to the wire sometimes. The crystals are all over the place. They're all over the ground at competitions. They fall off. Glue is not forever. And so I would be like stepping on the ice and it would be like, oh my God, I haven't found one. And I would grab one and put it in my costume but this became like a known thing that I did and my team leaders at the Olympics I found out after the fact were following me around with bags of crystals just like sprinkling them around me so that I would find some Mm -hmm. and then I thought like the cutest thing was Raph discovered that I did this and instead of him being like this dumb woman he (laughs) was like she's a woman in crisis and needs this and so the first time he like brought he found one he picked it up and he brought it to me and I didn't want to say like no it doesn't work that way so I grabbed it and like put it away but then I still had to look and find my own Mm. and then he realized he like connected the dots that he can't pick it up for me so he would like come over and nudge me and be like buddy look and he'd point to a crystal (laughs) on the ground and I'd be like oh Thank you, Raph. Did and that it was count super cute. if he found it? Yeah, that count. That counted. Like, I wouldn't go to, like, extremes to find a crystal, but that was always my little superstition. Yeah, because they're not, like, it's not like they're littered all around. Like, you have to, it's like finding a lucky penny, you know? Like, you can find a penny if you're, like, really looking, and it's the same thing, like, at these competitions. Like, you'll find a you're crystal. Gonna, you'll find something, but. But only if you're sometimes looking. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. And so I did so, like this superstition. I liked it. I, I thought, thought it was, was fun. fun. I'd been doing it since I was like seven. So it's it's tried and true. It works. Um, wait, the craziest thing that we have seen backstage. Mm-hmm. Also, Sarah, you you have existed backstage as well. Do you have any crazy backstage stories? Um, well, I didn't know that you were going to ask me to answer this, so I didn't really think about it. Why don't you give your answer and I will think about mine? Okay. Do you Okay, I'll I'll go first. I'm not going to name this skater by name. Mhm. But, but you are going to but by, name action. by action. By action. <laughs> So we were at one of the many iterations of like a team event that you do at the end of the season. And I'm walking out to the ice to skate my free skate. 
And I'm walking by this skater and she is sitting on the floor, spread eagle, arms teddy bear hugging a trash can. And she's like dry heaving into this trash can. And I swear to God, this happened in slow motion. As I'm walking by her, she like slowly looks up at me and makes eye contact. And she just goes, good luck. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's always important for me to mention like spread eagle, feet flexed, like toe picks (laughs) pointed towards the sky. And she made a point to make eye contact with me and said, in just like the weakest voice, like, Mm -hmm. good luck. I was like, (laughs) I can't get through a long program. Did it make you feel like you had good luck? (laughs) I found a lucky crystal afterwards. You were like, she she meant it. She meant it. (laughs) That was just by far one of the things where I was like, I'm too old for this sport and it's drama. (laughs) I can't keep up with this. And then you continued for another five years. Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, it definitely I like, of mine, made actually. me wonder if I could get through a long program. So. I think the okay, craziest Sarah. thing that I've ever seen, it was something I did. And it was like the first nationals I ever went to, uh, ever went with Raphael. And in the six minute warm up at this nationals for the long program, I did a double loop into the wall. And I needed to get escorted, like not escorted, but I needed to leave the ice like early for the six minute warm up. Like I just couldn't do the whole thing because I had cut my palm so like deep and it wouldn't stop bleeding. Like, I don't know what I did, but I like I slapped the wall as one does for good luck. Right. Um, Right. (laughs) And um, I needed to get my palm cauterized. Like in between the warm up and my skate, and I remember that they when did, did this that. happen? I do not remember this. It was um you. We weren't training together yet. This was right before. It was early days. Yeah, early was... days. You and Raph was like full of disasters. Yeah, no, it it was you. You were the <laughs> antidote for a lot of the disasters. Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah, what is what is yours? Um, mine is from. 2018 nationals and i again will not name this person by name but we were so when the olympic teams were named they did little press conferences where people came into the media room to do press conferences Mm -hmm. um if they had been named to the team and the men's team was named the Three men come out, Adam Mm -hmm. and Vincent and Nathan, do their little press conference. And then after it's done, you know, people in the media slash other credentialed people, skaters, whoever, are just kind of milling around in the media area. Um, And the media area has, you know, food out and drinks for the for people who are journalists who are working back there. So it's like. They have like one of those like Kareem's of coffee where like it's a little dispenser, kind of like one of those Gatorade. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, like pull the lever yeah. and it comes out and coffee. Okay. A coffee dispenser. And um, anyway, I was standing, I think, talking to Adam mm-hmm. near this table. Okay. And 
So we're talking, and then I hear like a little pitter patter behind me, and I turn around, and this woman, who is a, she works in skating, um, is walking away and had just left the little lever open, <laughs> and there was just coffee. <laughs> pouring out onto the floor and there was like a puddle the sound of the pitter patter was the coffee hitting the puddle Mm -hmm. on the carpet and i was like what what and i I was like this is par for the course this is just another day at the office yeah i think that that's true um but that is like that point at nationals at no one's running on like full steam or no. brain power. Yeah. Yeah. But that is like one of my, my like core memories backstage at a, at an event. It was it's a so, good it was core so memory to funny. Have. She was just a, like obliviously walking away. She never mm-hmm. knew. I still to this day think she probably doesn't know that she did that. <laughs> I hope you tell her. I don't no, I hope I she will. never knows. I hope she never <laughs> finds out. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, other crazy things that I have seen in skating um, will be girls who... So the locker room is like a sacred space. You do not make phone calls in the locker room before a competition. And uh, very regularly, and also the girl puking into the trash can was one of these girls who would do this. Um, Bad skates happen. It's inevitable. But... Every now and then you'll get a skater who's like sobbing on the phone talking to like their boyfriend and it's like 3 a.m. wherever their boyfriend is and they're just like, I was awful. And I always just take those moments and I'm like, this is wild that you think before I go skate my free skate, I can handle emotionally hearing (laughs) you go through this trauma. Yeah. I, that's always wild to me when that happens. It's, I'm going to tell you the men that doesn't really happen in the men's locker room. <laughs> there are there are no collect calls. There are no yeah. people are kind of in and out of that space. Well, it's because it's just like it's everyone agrees that it's quiet. It's just you give people the space to focus, like crying, tearful phone calls are for the hotel room. Yeah. Oh, totally. Those are hotel yeah. moments. You call from the, the room phone. Yeah. And you charge it to the room. <laughs> yeah, so that there's no <laughs> record of it from yeah. your cell phone provider. Yeah. Um, okay, we have a question about the dirge version of songs. <laughs> Sarah has some skin in this game. I don't have, I just had a strong reaction to it. Ashley tweeted asking for suggestions a few days ago, and this was one of the replies, um, which was, why has the dirge version of songs become a thing in figure skating, and can it stop? What is dirge? Um, I know, that was my question. A dirge is like um, a funeral song, generally, is kind of like how you would think of a dirge, but essentially what you need to imagine is like, you know how girls are all skating to like seven nation army but it's sung by billy eilish really yeah. slow mm-hmm. that's what i think they mean by dirge version of songs and i could not agree more with this caller tweeter yeah. 
<laughs> please can it stop it's so boring it's I so just... boring it's so uh, like unoriginal at this point I don't know why it's become a thing. I'm I am suspicious it's that slow, it's slow but not classical. Well, yeah, I'm suspicious that it's like they don't want either a fast paced or a big piece of music to skate up to. Mm-hmm. So the they girlies. slow it they love, down. They're moody. They want to be in their feels. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that. I'm not I'm a big fan of like. Feels, but I'm not, not in that way. I'm not like loving covers of songs. Yeah. I want the original. I want the original. Thank you. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Just yeah. Give me, give me the original. So give me I can't what, answer the yeah. question of of why, really, but I do love that we did get a lot of these kinds of questions where there is no answer. Yeah. <laughs> but we uh we stand with you in solidarity. Yeah, we want this. I want this to end as well, caller. <laughs> No, we, I wish we this was all a radio sit show. back. I know. I know. <laughs> we all sit back and wonder why. Like you, I just want you to know that you are not alone. Yeah. Which is the title of another song that people shouldn't skate to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. How do host spots get chosen? This, this is, is a like great the question. Spots for Skate America. I don't actually know. Um, I think it kind of depends. Every single country has their own approach to it. I th- I think we can speak to the U.S. because it's also wildly inconsistent across disciplines. Mm-hmm. I know that for disciplines like pairs, where it can be super volatile, you can you have to worry about injuries, new partnerships, old partnerships breaking up. Um, they will use summer competitions as kind of like a pre-qualifier. So I know like Glacier Falls is a big one that they'll watch the teams. They'll do kind of like a mini camp afterwards. It kind of is similar to Champs Camp in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some disciplines will use Champs Camp as honestly, I on I feel like it only really applies to the pairs. I feel like everyone else is pre-selected based on um like previous seasons performance nationals placement world's placement and uh if there is anyone who's kind of cuspy it's like summer competitions how are you doing there yeah that's totally it like especially with those like third skate america spots like in the u.s Mm -hmm. you'll know if you're like kind of on the bubble and you 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 kind of have a feeling that you're in the mix, so it's more incentive for you to do maybe an extra summer competition to show that like mm-hmm. I'm in good shape, I'm ready, and then like ultimately it's like coming down to going to a champs camp or doing extra summer competitions, and it kind yeah. of it varies, like it varies year to year, and and you'll have officials kind of let you know because you'll be asking like. I really want to get that third Amer- Skate America spot. Like, what is something that I should do to prove that, like, I'm in it, I'm I'm ready yeah. to do Especially it? Especially like, if you're, like, an upcoming junior, too. Yes. I mean, I've done that in the past. Like, when I was, like, on the bubble to get a second Grand Prix and it being Skate mm-hmm. America, I remember, like, you know, trying to figure out, like, what was the best way for m- me to do that cause, and finding out that, like, they're going to choose it after Champs Camp. But, like, it would be yeah. really good to show that I was prepared in the summer. So it's – you find out what they're looking for and, and where those, like, officials and judges will be and, like, how you're able to, like, prove yourself. Yeah. 
And most skaters at that point, if you're thinking about Grand Prix assignments, you're most likely with a coach that has a contact with either a top official or a judge or something like that. And that's kind of how you start asking those questions. Um, But for the most part, it's like pairs really depends on summer competitions and then everything else unless you're on the cusp it's like pretty straightforward yeah that's very true um okay after that we have worst costume you've ever had but they wanted to specifically know about costume as far as like fit and feel not like ugliest costume oh yeah or like something that got in your way or like kept falling or my like i often got in my muse. own way <laughs> Does that count i was talking with costume? sarah yesterday and i was like this is a great opportunity for adam to talk about his dance belt so we'll let him just <laughs> take mm. it and run I, is that, that the worst i thought no. that was i thought that helped okay dance belt wow um what do i owe the honor basically <laughs> i mean i I don't know what to say. The dance belt was a kind of a requirement for me because I don't like, I didn't like to see like any lines on the pants. So anytime I was wearing a dance belt, I felt like I was at my best. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not worst costume. No, no. Yeah. I would Do say my have wor- a costume that was my worst. Yeah. I have, a, I have, Oh God, I had one. Okay. Worst fit this. So I had a shirt that was black that had like white kind of stripes in it. Yeah. This is like it. And it looked okay, but the material was atrocious. It was like, you know, that episode of the office where I, who I can't forget what character it is, but like they're doing the 5k and he has the bloody nipples. Oh, it's Andy. Isn't it? Is it Andy? Yeah, it's bloody nipples. Yeah, Yeah, it's that's how I felt every time I wore that. Like it was just this like there was some blend of this fabric where it was just terrible. It was so uncomfortable. (laughs) What program was this for? It was probably the 2009-2010 season. I changed it by the end to what was very popular of skating in a one-piece velvet costume, which arguably are very ugly, but I will say, (laughs) if we're talking comfort, they're the most... I would be... If I could live in one, I would live in a Stephanie Handler one-piece velvet (laughs) costume. Speaking of Stephanie Handler one-pieces, I was just out at my dad's, and he wanted me to, like, go through some of my old boxes, and so I donated, like, all of my baby costumes to a local rink, and then his wife... As I'm like about to pack up for the day, she's like, wait, you forgot a bag. And I was like, what? And so she hands me a bag and I understand how she made this mistake because she opened it up and she saw rhinestones and she's like figure skating costumes from Ashley's career. I open it up and my brother skated and often wore Stephanie Handler one pieces. And so I got to pull out all of his old costumes. And honestly, they do look super comfortable. They are. They're so Lots of cummerbunds also for like the babies in, in, a, in a man's career. Like you wear a cummerbund at least once in a program. Of course. You have to show <laughs> that you have a waist that's at least seven <laughs> inches thick. That's what a cummerbund is for. It's to give you the illusion of just being a neck that goes right into legs. (laughs) 
Um, my most uncomfortable costume was my favorite one. It was the first iteration <laughs> of yeah, <laughs> of my Muse costume. So it was the like gray one. It was like light crystals that faded into a darker gray. But it was really, really heavy. And because of that, every time I jumped, the shoulders would lift off and slide down. And so I remember mm. in uh, a cup of China, I did a, my opening double axle and I had to like shrug on my costume. And from then on out, I was like, this can't happen anymore. So I would say just like feeling like I was about to be bare titty at a Grand Prix was enough for me to just say, maybe this isn't the costume for me. Yeah, it's funny, like, you'll skate in a costume at home and you'll be like, yeah, I think this is going to work. And then you'll go to competition when you're, like, ultra sensitive and you'll yeah. just feel like the centrifugal force, like, pulling some of the material in one mm -hmm. direction versus another. And you're like, this has got to go. My... Moulin Rouge costume that I wore at Worlds, the white one, had a really long skirt that pulled very far away from my body. And the entire season I wore it, I was like, this is going to be the end of me. Because you could feel it when you were rotating. They're like, just ideally, you don't feel a costume. But the costumes that you see that are super sparkly are really heavy because every crystal adds up. And if you see, I don't know how the Japanese girls skate in those ginormous skirts. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how they jump in those. And I always found um, that if I had a lot of crystals, I needed it to be as tight as possible because if the shirt wasn't as tight as possible, you just felt the flapping and, like, the beads hitting you all the yeah. time, which I yeah. was like, that would drive me nuts. It was the only thing I could think about for four and a half minutes. And then I'd Awful. get out of that blackout and go, okay, what did I do? Because <laughs> I'd be in a rage. Right. You did four double toes. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was Mariah Bell and I <laughs> was in an American flag dress and I did four double toes. I love that. I know. I do love that. Should we go into Fiercer Fluts? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Sarah, so, take it away. Sarah, take it away. Okay. Um, I'm going to take it away. Uh, I want to start with, have you guys seen the program from the ice show is it fantasy on ice the ice i get it's the, just the ice the ice that nathan and shoma are doing together i have watched not it without music <laughs> okay. we both well as you're known to do which by the I... way we did get a question when ashley was asking for topics where somebody replied and was like did you ever watch trusiva's music video no okay no, that's I a really not. big Swing and a Flutz. miss. You are That's missing. A on your <laughs> yeah. We don't need a third Fluts question today. That's the Fluts. No, no. <laughs> it's good. That. It is it's worth the while. I like it. But how about <laughs> Nathan and Shoma doing a kind of a like sensual little I love together it. on the ice? I love it. Yeah, this is fierce. I've, I, I, and like Ashley, she watched it without audio. I've watched it without <laughs> video Visual. and audio. <laughs> But to me, this sounds fierce. I just, I think that they're both really beautiful skaters. Um, and I love the amount of just like hand touching and dropping. Um, it just feels. <laughs> I love dropping, hand dropping. I just like, while watching it, I think I was just like at the airport or something. And I didn't have my headphones in. So I wasn't watching it with sounds. And it was just like a lot of like 
mirrored touching and then pulling away and it's I, nice. the tension i love it <laughs> ashley and i did the ice together once or twice but one year um they wanted us to the jester they wanted to us to skate to Moulin Rouge together. Yes, so we did a little piece thing. of like from Moulin Rouge that we like, you know, we did like one double axle, like mirroring each other. And then we had like a little spin where this is like the most basic <laughs> of like skating together. Like I can't even call it party pairs. trick. It's a party trick. Yeah. And it's like, what would I, where would I hold you at the hips? So you would put your arms around like my lower back oh, right. and my <laughs> hands would go on your my hip hips. bones. Yes. Yes. And there was, you know, we did, there was, it's a tour. So we did, I don't know, like uh, how many shows, but there was one show specifically where I had my hands around um, behind Ashley's back <laughs> and she put her hands on my hips and we're spinning and her hands slipped. Slipped. <laughs> and she, <laughs> and her neck was so the folded old. and cracked and I could hear her going I'm from me down, me down. And, and I'm going we're in a show I'm so hold your breath because I'm gonna find gonna... this picture and I will post it I'm going hold your breath the... I don't care there's still two more rotations we need to get done because I knew Ashley was gonna break time. character if if we didn't end when the music we, if we didn't get out when we were supposed to Ashley was going to break character but I know Ashley so well so she was choking to death for like three seconds but I put her the down the only thing supporting my weight was right my chin <laughs> she never missed a beat but I knew if I put her down early she would have put her hands around her neck being like you're choking me you're choking me but when I put her down at the right <laughs> this is before it happened that's the picture you, your arms were giving out. I'm crying. My neck has not recovered. <laughs> no, it's one of the best skating memories I have. I could hear, I could feel your hips, and you're going, oh, oh, oh! And all of a sudden, you were supporting yourself on my body, but by your neck. Uh, I've never looked so far up your nose. I've never had that perspective before. And all I was trying to do was advocate for my, like, spinal cord. And Adam was like, we have three more rotations. Just breathe. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, that's fierce. That's so fierce. Uh, that's, I haven't thought about that in a while. That's hilarious. Uh. All right. Well, Sarah. <laughs> um, hard to follow that. I'm just going to do one more topic. Okay. Um, which is uh, Camila Valieva <laughs> is apparently doing a program to Wakanda forever. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well. Um, <laughs> so. I'm going to just say. <laughs> No. Yeah. Say no. You know, just say no. It's an idea, um, as Sarah said earlier. It's an idea. A free idea. It's, it's a free idea. No, you know, and now I'm believing that even if an idea is free, it does come at a cost. And to who? Our expense. Yeah, this is to our We're paying. expense. We're paying. We're paying. Uh, it's the biggest flutz, um, and I don't want to seem at all like 
just because it's Camilla, we hate it. I just think the programs that come out of that camp are so crass. Like the 9-11 program that I competed as a as a person whose father was in the Pentagon on 9-11 and this was like the worst day of my life and hearing like the sirens and stuff like that before I competed. I hated that someone thought that a 9-11 program was acceptable as someone who was not American um, or terrorist. (laughs) Jesus. Well, the coach might be a terrorist. Oh, yeah. It just like, I mean, with that one, it was just the Katie Couric of it all. The Katie Couric of it all was awful. No, but Wakanda. um, I mean, the best part about all of this is that we actually don't have to care because they're not competing um, in the ISU this season. So it's not like we're going to have to sit and watch a Wakanda Forever program. No, but I do think um, it's a bad idea. So I'm going to go with I think flutz. it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a it's a flutz. I still think she's going to end up with a suspension too. When is the trial? I don't know. I want to say this fall at okay. this point. I feel like August, I've just heard people say August for like the last two years. Well, August was like the deadline last year. Mm-hmm. Right, right. A year and then ago. people just yeah, they just kept saying August. Say August. And they just like didn't. They like blew past that deadline and then just kept like stalling and whatever. So the World Anti Doping Agency like just was like, okay, we're taking you to court. And so now they uh, they like filed to go to like the the sport court. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna get. She will for. I do believe. She's I think Wada's gonna, gonna win that one. Yeah, yeah, but I we'll do see. To. But what do you think the suspension will be? Like three years? Four years? I don't, th- I don't know if it'll be. I don't know how long it'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, because of her age, it might be shorter. Yeah. No, it'll be. That'll be. That's something to watch. I would think yeah. at least two years, though. Yeah. But oh, it'll be least. two I years. Would, but it'll be two years retroactive Through. to yeah. when she took the test. So. That would put her back able to compete again in, like, this coming spring. I mean, if it were two years. Mm-hmm. Like, she could go to Worlds this year if Russians were allowed. Yeah. Huh. Well, only time will tell. Right. Because that is what we're time waiting consuming. for. Time to tell. <laughs> um, well, I think on that note, that is it for this episode of the run through what do you feel (laughs) does everyone agree yeah yeah. okay so everyone (laughs) thank you so much for your questions we do have some more and we're gonna like keep compiling them to do another kind of mail drop episode we've had a lot of fun we love getting the messages Mm -hmm. so keep sending them um, and make sure that you subscribe and listen to this podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, keep reaching out. You can find me on Instagram and threads at Adam Rip and on Twitter, oh. Adam Ripon. And Sarah, you can find her on Instagram, threads, and Twitter at Sarah Hughes 11. And Ashley is. On Instagram and Twitter. She's not on threads yet. So I do feel like. And this she's is a- barely on Twitter to be fair. Well, she goes. <laughs> okay. T- it's yeah. for my own. It's for.
for my own well-being, Twitter is not a healthy space for me. I get myself into so much trouble on Twitter, deservedly half the time, and the other half really not. Um, but maybe I can just start anew on Threads. Don't. I think you. No. Sh- no, no, no. Do no, it. No. Do it. I'm trying. I don't want to no, be on Adam X anymore. No, Adam made me get anymore. a Threads. I don't want to be on Twitter. I don't want threads to be is a on flop. Twitter. No, I think I want Twitter to I'm I'm really kind of taking Twitter out of my life. Sorry. This is tweet at me at Ashwagner 2010. (laughs) Instagram (laughs) at Ashwagner 2010, because as always, I thought I was going to the Vancouver Olympics. To be clear, I'm not rooting for threads to flop. I just think that it is. I just don't think it's working yet. It needs trending topics. It, I need to see what's trending, and I can't see that, and that is not good. Because I, unlike the Showman Nathan video, I do need a visual to this. And it's <laughs> trending topics. Well, as your favorite figure skating podcast, you know where to find us. <laughs> and <laughs> we will be back in, in two weeks with a, another episode. So until then, as our coach, Raphael, always used to say to Adam and I and sometimes Sarah before competition. Mm-hmm. Come, Come on, on buddy. buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye.